Now the official intro. Welcome everybody to Splinter Talk episode 14. It is getting too old. We might have to shut down here soon. There's just too many <laughs> Rebrand. episodes. Rebrand. <laughs> well, apparently uh, uh, Splinterlands themselves is making a podcast, right? I don't know if you guys saw that announcement mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. They're like, vote on the name. And I was like, guys, I'll just sell you the Splinter Talk show name for like a gold foil <laughs> kitty. Maybe level three would be great for me, but... I haven't hey, heard hey, get, get a, a the, bite get yet. Get the maxed out card, man. Don't go cheap. Well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm playing in gold, so I would still go for a gold foil gold level card. But you're right. If they want to give me max level, that's pretty great as well. But thank you guys for being here in the chat. We'll try to uh, take in what you're saying as well, because there is lots to talk about with the new reward changes. Lots of exciting things. We're going to be discussing the good, the bad and the ugly. But before we do that, let's just take a little time. And just want to hear how you guys are doing. So, Cryptmancer, uh, we'll hit you up first. Anything going on in your life? Any cool updates over the last couple of weeks? Uh, we hit a thousand subs on YouTube. So, thanks to all the subs yeah, out there. Appreciate it. a boy. You deserve it. Yeah, thanks. So, no, it was going good. I mean, this is the Splinterlands, you know, the summer of Splinterlands. So, I think we're on to something good. I know we were going to talk a little bit today about some of the changes of the rank rewards over the last 24 to 48 hours. But in the grand scheme of things, I think we're moving in the right direction here. So, sweet. Awesome. How about for yourself, Rogue? Anything cool going on in life? Anything exciting? Yeah, we just got back from vacation. Uh, spent uh, the week before Memorial Day off work, had some friends up, got some good time with them. And then when they went down to the Indy 500, packed up the kids, went to Cincy, went to the zoo, went to the aquarium, just good, dedicated family time. And, you know, it was real recharging, real, real recharging. Yeah. So felt, Except for felt you very missed good. last week's Splinter Talk. So now you're even further right? behind, Steve. <laughs> right. So was it really worth all that vacation time, Rogue? I, you know what? Just, just a bit, just a bit. Because honestly, it killed the time till we got to ranked rewards. Like that, like last five days. True. I was on vacation. Y'all were like just. Ah! And yeah, I'm just like, painful. yeah, no, I'm good. We'll get there. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you guys guys had a good time as a family. Sounds awesome. How about for you, Steve? Any updates? Or last week? Yeah, nothing nothing major. You know, I had a good Memorial Day weekend, spent time with the kids. We got a above ground pool that a neighbor gave us and set it up. So they got to play in that. And it, it's kind of funny to see. I don't think I'd ever have one of those. But when somebody just <laughs> gives it to you, <laughs> you're going to take Congrats. it. So that was fun. I got two validators in the validator sale. So that was really cool that I was able to pick them up during the pre-sale. I was yeah, happy about that. How many are you giving away? <laughs> <laughs> One for me, one for a friend. <laughs> well, this will be this will be one of those things where like it's finally like we were here, right? He's not gonna be able to tell us in a year, yeah. I got this validator note sure, for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. It's like, no, we know what you paid for this one. Like see we what we should have done is this. all come hey, together as a I, podcast. And I paid one. I paid zero in my mind because it was yes. all vouchers that I earned from staking and all SPS that I earned from my collection. So opportunity costs, but no actual cost. So you right. I still got it for zero. You right. <laughs> I still got it for those alpha and beta cards I bought years ago. That's amazing. Dang. Well, glad you Absolutely guys are here. Absolutely amazing. It should be it should be a spicy episode. I had a good time Memorial Weekend. Hope you guys. Well, I guess not everyone here is in the U.S. Uh, that is watching, but for those that were, I hope you guys all had a good Memorial Day. I know we hung out with a lot of family and friends, so. Pretty chill weekend, nice four-day work week for us, so that's kind of nice. 
and uh, might be able to go to NFT NYC in a couple weeks with Balthazar. So I'm, I'm, my fingers crossed it's not complete yet, but that'd be pretty cool. I've never been to any kind of crypto NFT conference. I know we got Splinterfest coming up now in October, in case you guys didn't hear that one threw me <laughs> right. off. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting if I can get to go there. It'd be real, a lot of fun. Sweet. Well, let's uh, jump into it then. There's no necessarily main topics we're going through because I think there's just the one big topic that's right in our face we can't avoid. So I want to hear from you guys. Good, bad, the ugly of Splinterlands New Rewards. We've only been in it for a couple days, but thoughts so far. Anyone want to kick us off? First thing. I'll go ahead. All right. Because I got nothing but positive things to say. I am so happy with these new reward changes they have changed the game entirely for me i have never paid so much attention to every game that i've played in ranked every single one has mattered the win shrink is important like i was literally talking to like my guild leader the other day and he's like he was like man i just lost my win streak and i'm like and it really hurts now doesn't it like it used to not drive an emotional reaction before. It was just like, whatever, I'm playing for my five, like whatever. Now you lose a 10, 11 game win streak and it hurts physically. You're like, ah, I got to go do that again, you know? And it's, it's a beautiful feeling. This is the kind of reaction that you're supposed to get when you're playing a game that you're actually invested into, you know, one that you actually care about, one that you want to get better at and one that you want to do good in. And so from just that level, not being rewarded with anything, but just being presented with a game that drives all of those emotions. Kudos, kudos team. And then, yeah, number two is just uh, I haven't really noticed that like I haven't been shorted anything since then. Like I feel very rewarded. I'm already like we're day two and I'm half of my reward chest season end that I would have gotten. So like we've still got 13 more days to keep stacking onto that. So like it's, I'm, I'm super excited for this. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked. Absolutely jacked. Strategizing. Lots of strategy. But <laughs> yeah, very I think jacked. Th that's definitely one of the key takeaways is how competitive it is getting. And I think some people like us really like that. And I think if you like the game, it should be enjoyable. But I think some people, I've been maybe a little bit caught off guard and that's why they're a little bit upset. It's because they're like, yeah, yeah, now I'm getting spanked down by people who are, you know, renting all these good cards or owning all mm -hmm. these good cards. I'd say overall, I'm in the same place as Rogue. I'm really happy with the way things have gone. I'm glad the rental market has changed from a just renting CP to renting actual cards because on my set of cards I was renting out, I'm seeing more income because I have leveled up good cards as opposed to just renting out power to push yourself to that next level. I'm seeing the fact that the game's more competitive. It matters more. You, you've never been more upset ever when you lose what's almost a mirror match anymore because you're like the rng just robbed me of yeah. so much but the one thing i would say that they maybe missed a little bit on are and this might just be one of those things where there's not enough marketing around it not enough understanding of it there's definitely there were some upset people and i saw some upset tweets i saw some upset comments i had people come to a couple of my youtube videos and be really really mad and be like i played all day and i only earned one chest and 
I, you know, I didn't engage with that person. I don't know the story behind that. I can say up in champion two, I'm trying, I mean, in diamond, I was champion two. I dropped down the diamond two. I played a good amount for the day, got my ECR down to the seventies. I got myself seven chests on the, uh, daily focus and i got myself nine on the season i felt that was pretty good for one day it's less chance chess than you used to earn in diamond but now they're champion chess i i haven't opened them yet because i was at work all day today and i've been a little bit too busy to go to go and open them and check out if they really do pay out huge or you know like people are thinking but in general i feel pretty comfortable but i do understand that like the one miss and they have already admitted this is a miss is the daily focus is not like the daily focus literally fights the season rewards because they're like play your earth team and i'm like but no this isn't a good match to play the earth team but hey you got to play your earth team and you're like oh what do you do you know do you fight for that earning uh for for the rating or and and just not earn that many daily chess or do you or play for your daily but maybe not earn quite as many for the season it's going to be it's going to be interesting to learn the math on what is better than that yeah, well, I think that's the thing that people are complaining about the most is that just the daily focus having one splinter to choose from. And I see that in the chat already. It's like I get to play even more games with the splinter that I hate and I don't want to play with. Right. It's like if you get stuck with a bad one, even if you do get stuck with a good one, it feels like, OK, I have to spam this over and over and over again. So it's like, well, I'm going to become predictable. A lot of my opponents come predictable. It's like every yeah. single match, they're five history is yeah oh exactly. well, well guess what they're gonna play death guess what i'm gonna play dragon because that's both of our daily focuses so 100%. it feels like the strategy of it has been taken away a little bit so that's what i don't like about the new change but i think they already addressed that this is not the most optimal way but this is what we might change in the future so i hope they come up with a better solution because that i feel like is the miss for me i i so like just quick quick take i think both of you guys said the word have to have to like you guys said like i have to spam the same splinter i have to do this i have to do this you don't yes. have to do anything you have let, to row no let you me will go to clear. jail you want you want my <laughs> like my hot take from all of this daily the focus is bait it is bait for you to waste your time and to waste your ecr it's not even where it's at it's in the season end Hot take right here. Bad I'll take, explain that take, later. Take. No, take. Go ahead. I, 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 Go ahead. I, 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 I seven wanna... chests. Seven chests over 14 days is what? 790 uh, chests you want me to give up on? I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I want to address that topic, but first, I, I just want to get the feelings of uh, uh, Cryptmancer. Yeah, we'll talk about season end. All right. Yeah, okay, okay. Cryptmancer, give us your overall thoughts so that we can we can fight a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much to talk about, um, honestly. So my, my overall thoughts are I'm I'm pleased with the change for sure. The daily focus, I'm sure, is something that the team will tweak and adjust here over time. And they'll get that right. I mean, this is this is not something that's you know, insurmountable to to address or fix. It's it's probably quite simple, honestly. But I will say that it's been a learning experience just the first 24 hours with the new rank reward system. Like I, I was kind of silly. I went on stream immediately and started streaming and, and trying to do the, uh, you know, the daily Splinterlands uh, summoner spam here. And I got wrecked. Like I was fighting Xanthanus and all these players that had like, you know, 2 million collection power in, and I got bounced from like diamond three into gold one and, and just was just getting demolished. So my first day I got two, two chests or champion which wasn't ideal 
But at the end of the day, those two chests turned into 800 DEC. So it was better than anything I would have gotten in probably a champion from the previous reward system. So I think we have to put that into perspective that it, this is new. And, you know, even if I got, you know, a bad chest draw, let's say I got two potions today. Well, that's just one small sample size. We have to give it some time to see over the season what it all looks like. I will say that the strategy for me that I've adjusted to today is, is not really worrying so much about the daily focus, but really just worrying about just winning games, climbing ranks, getting the seasonal points. And if I can get in a win Preach. with a daily focus, fantastic. But to, to Rogue's point, I'm not focused on maximizing 30 daily chess. It's a possibility, very unlikely. <laughs> for me, I'm just trying to climb back into Diamond and get the champion, get my RQ grading up. And you know the season chess will pay dividends at the end of the season for me. What I'm more concerned about personally is the new user experience. So for me, for probably Steve, for Rogue, even for you, Luke, I mean, we're probably fine. We're going to do okay like with, with the levels that we're playing at. What, what worries me is if new players in either just starting the game or the bronze or the silver level see it as they step backwards, that's where I start to worry because you know we ultimately want them to buy in and be energized by this. And it needs to be a positive change for all levels of the game, not just players that have you know, assets in the game already. We need to continue to get the next generation involved. And so how do we do that? How do we balance that? So what I'm going to be trying to do personally is trying to you know, play with my alt account and just kind of see what it's like for a bronze and, and silver level climb. And then I can give some more feedback there. But what I'm seeing on my yeah. YouTube channel, it's been a little painful. Well, I think to your point, yeah. I think part of the problem is that there's no way there's no way to actually go back in rank. So people, I think we're all ending, we're all in the habit of what do you do previously? You push to silver three at minimum, because if you don't, you get garbage rewards in bronze. Well, guess what? Probably everyone pushed up to silver, finished somewhat in silver last season. And guess what? Now they're having to earn silver chests where their deck might actually be better for bronze. So on my alt account, what I did just as a test, I mean, yeah, everyone's going to hate me because I was one of those people that rented Lama Kron in bronze. But yeah, on my alt account that owns... No cards besides Chaos Legion Epics. For 80 DEC, I smashed through and got 15 bronze chests because I didn't finish in silver and I was able to just go on huge win streaks. So I think that's part of the problem is that if you want to attempt silver, you're now punished if you want to go back because you have to wait a full nether season to stay in bronze, not getting the silver chests that you would want to before you can actually reset back to bronze. So I'm guessing a lot of people are actually in silver when in reality, they should probably be back in bronze. Yeah, I agree. I bet you that guy that yelled in my post earned one silver chest playing in bronze all day, probably had lower level cards and had to fight his way up. Because if you're playing with like level one summoners still, even if they're purchased and are even level twos, but you haven't quite leveled up your cards, you've only leveled up your summoners. Bronze is hard um, and it's not easy to win in. I know I have my alt account that I'm set up and I've been playing him up and leveling up his cards. And he has one level three summoner uh, of the rest are level two and the other cards are leveled. And I've purchased like a few legendary cards because, you know, like Oshanis was so cheap and there's a couple others that were good. That account, I had no problem. First day I played it from bronze two all the way up to silver. It earned, I, I just wanted to get it back into silver because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to burn a little bit of extra ECR the first day. 
and get it to silver because it's such a, you know, you need to be winning silver games. So if you have cards leveled, uh, you know, pretty substantially, at least into the twos, and you and then you have, uh, you know, I rent, I've always on that account rented to win, not rented for power. So, you know, I rent a, uh, a leveled up um, serpent of Eld for the blue team. I rent, you know, some of the key cards you need on the other teams to help you win. And, it, you know, that's what you're going to have to do now if you want to move up and you want to go forward because the game is more about having the right cards to win as opposed to just grinding out the game um, like it used to be for some players. You really have to, you know, focus on making it so you have teams that can win. And I think Weirdbeard has a great comment in the chat. And it's something I'd mentioned on one of my videos as well is there has to be a little bit of a resetting of expectations for what levels our decks can realistically play at. Because before, you know, with all the bots and the, the casual play, and if you lost or you won and you really didn't care, you just queued up another battle. Yeah, that 100%. made it so it was your, your rating was probably inflated over really what it should have been. Now, if you mention Rogue, I mean, you're, you're all in. You're gun-ho here. You're, you're fighting tooth and nail, clawing for that win every battle. And everyone's doing that right now. So mm -hmm. the level of competition and the level of focus, no pun intended, has ramped up quite a bit. So now, for example, if you maybe stretched into gold and you really have a silver deck, you know, unless you rent or change something, your home really might be in silver. And that's not a bad thing. It's, it's resetting expectations to say, hey, this is really where I should be playing. And then let's yeah. let's see how we maximize our strategy around, you know, you know, doing well in that league level and maximizing the rewards. And I think yeah. that is what has to happen over time here. We kind of have to forget about the past and reevaluate where we are going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think that was something that like somebody had mentioned. I, there are going to be a lot of people that made a lot of mistakes because in the past it was beneficial to go to silver three. Right. But. If you ended a season in silver three, you got dropped all the way down to like maybe 500 on the ranking or something like that. Like right above novice, like you're in bronze um, three at that Two, point, three, maybe something like that. And like you are grinding so long in bronze at like negative progression, because like, in my opinion, the way they have that algorithm set up, like you're um, you're cubing your rating. But like you don't get real gains until you get above a thousand. You know what I mean? So like there's going to be a lot of people that if they don't have, in, in my opinion, this is this is another take. If you cannot consistently have 70K collection power every day to be playing in silver one, you shouldn't be playing in silver because I don't know if you're going to get enough reward shares. Like what like that math that math is really interesting with the 1000 as the denominator like going from low silver at about that thousand all the way up to 1899 is your rating at silver one max right uh that's a huge difference in the amount of points that you get so if anybody if anybody ended their season in silver and is trying to get silver chests in silver three they're gonna struggle hard. So like, I don't know. That's that's first day. I well, I just did it. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, I did the math yesterday. Depends on what you're trying to get. Because like I said, I did it with my account, and I grinded myself way up to silver. I only earned three chests, but typically a silver. Yeah, but where are you at? Silver, silver right now? I, I'm at my rankings like 1100 now. 
Yeah. So oh, no, that's 11, where you're... 11, 100. And I'm just going to stay at that. But I mean, yeah. it'll, it, I am going to get stuck at silver three rating because I don't have mm-hmm. the power. But if I can earn five chests a day, that's a lot let more me know than if I you can. used to. So let me know so, if you can. That's where I, I think I will be I able could... to. So Rogan, the Discord you used, you posted the estimated chest value that Gank came up with. Do you think that's still accurate or the bronze is like around three cents, silver around seven and a half cents? I would say so. Yeah, since they took, I mean, since they took credits off the table, like I think, yeah, you could absolutely. So essentially, do. if those numbers are right, silver's chest is twice as much as bronze, mm-hmm. gold is twice as much as silver. Mm-hmm. So I think essentially, if you're only earning two to three silver chests a day in silver, you're probably better off than going to bronze if you can get good wins. Because I think if you're actually winning well in your league, mm-hmm. I'm producing more around eight to 10 chests a day. So if you're getting eight to 10 chests a day, even if they're bronze, that's still going to be better than two chests in silver. And the big thing is going to be the season rewards. Like that's where like my like at the end of the day, we're talking about everything right now. But like I'm tracking everything and we're going to do a total chest count at the end of first season because that's where all the numbers are going to be. And then I'll look at like where I'm at and be like, all right, what was I what would I have done if I'd have gone to gold end of season, not played in gold, but went to gold so that my silver ratings go to gold chest, you know? to get that half value and all that. But honestly, I think that's just where a lot of the frustration is right now is if you went into silver three for end of season rewards and had to play all the way back from bronze, you're grinding and not earning a lot is very frustrating. Right. Well, and that's the problem, right? That's what I said earlier is that there's no way out of it now because mm-hmm. you either yeah, you push this back first into season. silver to try to compete and see if you can earn those silver chests and then that means next season you are sitting in bronze for the entire mm-hmm. season, still trying to earn season silver chests. So you're, you're like three weeks out at this point from yep. being able to play in bronze and earn bronze chests. So I, I wish they had some kind of way to actually just be like, no, I made a mistake. Let me revert back. Right. No. And this is something that like uh, that that was brought up is essentially the, the expectation of playing in the league that is actually yours. Like, wh- I think what we're going to find is that like, there was a subgroup of people where it was basically silver tournament players and silver leaderboard players, right? Those were, they were isolated on their own, always fighting up at very top ranks. But like, I have a feeling now that the whole group is going to kind of form that same mentality. And we are going to find out that like, if you don't have silver cards, you might not want to be in silver, right? This is, this is going to be a huge learning curve for everybody because I committed, I've been on this podcast many times. I said, I am a bronze tournament player, bronze tournament player that plays ranked in silver. I might, I might not, I might have to go to bronze in ranked at the end of all this. We'll find out. I'll have all the data and we'll definitely talk about it at the end of the season, but everyone's got to be patient, you know, that it's, it's, it's brand new. And the old expectations, the old mindset is just wrong. Now we got to come up with a new way of doing things. Yeah. There's definitely going to be yeah. new strategies that you're going to find out here. Like for example, you know, maybe the focus is at the beginning of the season to burn your ECR and just focus on wins and not your, your daily focus, just to climb to get your rating up to what it should be. And then at that point, mid season, then you shift over to more focus on the daily quests because now your ratings are more secure and then you're going to earn more chess overall optimizing that. I think it's going to be interesting to yeah. find out how best to do that. Yeah. In the past, I had always found 
at least at the upper leagues, that it made sense not to play much on days one, two, three, and four, and to let people rank above you and then go and play because then you're that lower ranked guy beating people who are high enough to you to where you're getting 30 points per win. I, on the first day of the season yesterday, I was playing and I was playing other players with max cards and I was beating them and I was consistently getting 10 points. So to me, that's not, that's why I didn't focus on just winning. And I focused on my daily because I'm like, my rating's not going anywhere. Anyways, there's not enough people playing with a high enough rating to give me 30 points a win consistently, you know, out of 10 games, I'm going to play guys who are 400 points below me and only give me 10 points for a win, only 20 points. If I'm on a win streak. That's so amazing. Like that, that- that champion that, problem like yeah so upper diamond that, problem. that's why that's for me i i don't think the right thing to do is ignore the daily on the mm-hmm. first days i think it's play your daily till your ecr is down into about 70 75 at the most earn that seven to eight chest like i did and then come back the next day and do the same thing the next day and then when all of a sudden you notice hey wins are giving me 30 points right now it's time to switch over into win 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 mm-hmm. and get 70 point wins on those three points those three win streaks and not bang your head against the wall trying these crazily hard winning games for very very minimal rewards mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and so that's where like my strategy is actually right now my strategy is to get to that 1899 rating like as quick as possible right but do it in a way that I'm that that is my focus it's a win rate so that way I can get to that rating because then once I'm there all my wins will be the same from there I will be able to get the gains and everything that I need to from that point everything up to now is just it's not yielding the same amount of points as it will when I get to that rating right so like if I wasted time today, like my my ratings at 1400, right? And if I wasted time today not focusing on winning every single match that I can and focusing on like my daily and spamming a splinter that like gives me a 50% win rate, then I'm not getting to that max rank as quick as possible. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah, then- but you should never do that. You should never spam a team to a 50% win rate, no matter what your focus is. If it has no chance at winning, don't play it. I mean, that's that's <laughs> so, essentially what the complaint is, in yeah, my think, God, opinion. Well, I think the, the challenge is, is everyone's going to be in different spots. Like for mm-hmm. me, like for example, I'll give you a real world example. Like yesterday I had Earth as a daily focus. I have one summoner um, leveled or diamond and that's obsidian. So if I spam obsidian, you know, and I don't use magic, uh, I'm probably not going to win. Right. And then my win rate was terrible and I'm going against seriously tough competition. So for me, it just didn't make sense to just futilely spam earth just to get the daily focus. But if I had something like a Prince Renan or a mile or also leveled up, then I'd have more options. So maybe for me, I would need to look at, if I wanted to spam earth in that particular case, maybe rent some summoners. But again, I think depending on what deck you have, what daily focus you have, you know, everyone's going to have a different path or optimal journey. I think it's as us as content creators to try and find some of these strategies and communicate them to the community uh, based on, you know, what, people might have to work with because there's going to be kind of general assumptions you can make and say, okay, if you're looking at this, maybe you should try doing this. Uh, and we're all going to find it out together, right? There's, there's going to be some discovery here, which is, it should be exciting. It shouldn't necessarily all be frustrating. 
you just have to, again, set the proper expectations. You know, we're not going to figure this puzzle out all in the first 24 hours. And that's what makes it a little bit fun too, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. A, a good and healthy thing that there can be multiple strategies that we can all sit here and debate. And realistically, well, there will yeah, be, right? hopefully there is two, three, four, five strategies. I mean, what you just said, Cryptmancer, is what I've been doing. I'm actually against what Rogue, you're saying. I'm literally spamming my focus over and over and over again because what I'm doing is I know it's a guarantee that they're going to allow me to use that deck. Well, guess what? I can go rent 100 DEC worth of cards. Now I have three, four different Dragon Summoners to use. It's, I mean, Dragon's the most versatile, so that one's a little bit of an easier example. But... My point is you can rent the most OP and two to three different strategies. Even if it's earth, you know, you can get the obsidian llama strat or llama. Deck. Yeah. You but go what forward, what you, know. you did yesterday might not work going forward yeah, because there's anymore. a point the chat's making those summoners are getting expensive. Sure. The yeah. Demand um, is so nuts. But it, it could, that, that isn't always going to work, but it, I, I still it doesn't have to be by, the legendary though. Like, like even just renting a level four Daria today, like was yeah. 10 DEC. Like it's not that okay. crazy. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I do think that renting the good cards for your focus and, and then winning in your focus makes sense. I know I knew that winning was going to be a lot more important. So that's why I showed you those cards I bought last week, because I said, mm -hmm. fine, I need a Lorena that's maxed. I need a Milo that's maxed. And if I want to win Earthquake, I have to have that stupid summoner that makes everyone fly. Yeah. So I bought those three summoners because I just ran into certain matches where I'm like, I know that summoner's coming and I could not beat them. There was like nothing I could do to, to beat those cards. So I just bought them. And I know not everyone can do that, but it's one of those things where over, you know, you have to judge. What do you want to do? Do you want to have the right cards to win all the time, make super rewards? Or are you comfortable with earning maybe four chests a day in silver? Because, hey, it's two more than before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't I almost don't want to say my strategy because then everyone's going to beat me <laughs> to it. But this is why a couple of days ago, I don't have you know a bunch to go buy, a, you know, whatever, a level six Lorna for gold play. Right. <laughs> but I've been putting in peak monster auto bids and you can grab like my deck is really built for silver. I have a couple of gold level five summoners and I'm just renting perma renting auto bids peak monsters. You can find gold level cards leveled up that are half the price that you'll find on the market, right? So like I can get the cursed Windeku level five that has healing. I can get the deep lurker level six with now poison for just a couple DEC a day. And now that the rewards seem to be quite a bit higher, I'm totally fine renting, you know, a hundred plus DEC a day. And I think it's coming back well worth it. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. And also, you know, hopefully if you're one of those players at the bottom league, you're doing those uh, share your battle posts, you're doing those social media posts, and put that money back into the game, you know, put that liquid rewards into DEC for renting and for helping things out because the game is going to be more enjoyable if you're winning. Um, that's just the way it is. And it's going to be more rewarding now too. Yeah. And since we have weird beard in the chat, um, it's something that I've been wanting to, you know, bring up it. And I'm sure this is probably something that's being looked at, but, you know, as a new player, one of the challenges in playing in bronze or, silver even is it's kind of like rock paper scissors a little bit you don't have a lot of abilities the mana caps are low and if people are renting mylor or llama or some of these other cards it can feel like you're just getting smashed left and right and you know if we had a, a for new players the ability to go into a tournament where you had preset decks like if i was a new player like in the first 30 days i had the ability every day to enter a gold level tournament where the whole decks were unlocked where I could see the abilities and see the higher manas, 
for me, that would be a great experience because as a new player that I'm not necessarily so focused on ranked battles, I'm focused on just understanding the cards, the abilities, how to play the game. And that will get me to come into the game and, you know, invest and buy cards in the future that I'll, you know, you know, push my, my path down the rank rewards and ultimately the Splinterlands journey. And I think right now we don't have an easy way for players, new players, to really experience the game as it should be experienced at the higher levels. So hopefully that's coming, Weird Beard, it's something like that, where new players can really see. It's, it's kind of like if, if I'm a car buyer, right? If I'm not going to go out and buy, you know, a, a 1980 Yugo, you know, I'm not going to have a lot of fun as a new driver. But if I can test drive, you know, that BMW just for a day, you know, that's going to be fun. So something like that, I think, would be something that would be helpful for new players longer term for the game. Do you think gold is a little too high? That, hey, you know what? If, if you want to be in all leagues. If you want to get someone hooked, you got to show them the goods, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's only I, like a 30-day limit, maybe, that you I think that's what, for. Yeah, I think that's one of the struggle of the Legendary Summoners, too. It's like, I get why they're in the game, but like, I also... It's it's a love hate, right? It's like when you get to use them, it's like oh yeah, you love them. Hey, Except I mean, for when you get smashed by them and every single day. And I, I don't think they're as powerful in gold and champion. Or I mean, I don't play in diamond, but I'm guessing, you know, they're not quite as powerful, or most people can match them. But down in bronze or silver, those three Kitty, Yodin, and Llama, it just feels bad to get crushed by them all day long. So I kind of like that they actually went with six mana legendary summoner. Now that we saw the life summoner stats. And I actually kind of hope that they're not as powerful as the previous legendary summoners, at least those three, because it, I, I feel like it really does make that beginner play. As you're saying, Cryptmancer, you can see people or bots or whoever it is spamming them over and over and over again. And yes, in even in the modern league, we're still going to have those three legendary summoners for the next, you know, six to eight months, whenever the new set comes out. But eventually they're going to be gone from the modern format. Eventually, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> It's not going to be for a long time. Yeah. And, and these new ones are going to be strong. I mean, that life one, a void armor for the team for life. I mean, it's strong, but I don't look at it and be like, that's Yodin Llama strong. Oh, I think that defeats Yodin. No, no, yeah, no, no. giving them all armor just, too. I mean, yeah. at least, okay. I, 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 the one of the problems is we all have different references for what card does do, but you're talking about giving my shield bearer that already reflects damage void armor instead of regular armor <laughs> so yeah. oh, and again i'm talking more silver bronze area <laughs> yeah, yeah i think I that's that's where a lot of the complaints i think were on grandmaster wraith is that at the champion level there's a lot of cards with return fire magic reflect and thorns uh lord a you know almo just a ton just like literally in the neutrals alone there's probably like a dozen but if you're at silver or bronze those aren't abilities that you have access to now if you bring a yodin at silver or bronze that blast just dominates it doesn't matter yeah. but now with grandmaster wraith really you're basically getting a lorna shine essentially for a legendary summoner uh which is not as probably you know dominating which i understand it's just it's a really good card it's just it excels probably at the higher levels honestly yeah honestly i can tell you as, a, as someone who plays at champion level that summoner to me takes life from being like on kind of the lower end tier to being literally one of the top teams like the because already the shield bearer in last position 
as a back row taunt with like a, a um, unicorn or a Uriel as your as your big striker that can't be attacked. And then you put triages and repairs. So you're healing him in the back position as he's taking in all the damage. And now you give him void armor too. So that the one weakness, the one weakness to stop that was if the other team played a lot of mages and now it doesn't work anymore. So that, that deck is going to be ridiculous. Sorry, y'all. We, I just got to pop up that Rogue Patton is fighting my team in a tournament. <laughs> oh, dude, go. No, go, go, I'm go check sure it out. I'm pretty sure I got smashed in it because I remember hitting play and I'm pretty sure I, I missed messed no, up the good, rule bro. set. You're good, bro. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Sorry. <laughs> this is not going to go. Oh, my gosh. You suck. <laughs> That's what we call a punt, buddy. Oh, what in the world? Boy. You just played him. You, you gave him a win? For those oh, yeah. who are listening to audio only, Rogue is uh, feels bad for the last couple times he's beaten me and just gave me a free win. Uh, yes and no. Uh, no, second um, second round, I'm actually already at eight losses, so I can't podium here. Like, there's no reason for me to snipe a win from you. This is this is one of those. It's like, about pride, Rogue. Where's your pride? But like <laughs> tournament strategy, like when you're with teammates and all that stuff. Like this is like totally one of those things you do. Where you're that like, was right, one like, of the most reverse fame or shames I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the one chaos agent in a 60 mana battle at that team. yeah 60 mana battle i went bright and bloom chaos agent and I, <laughs> i'm just i'm curious how many times you missed before you got him That's uh, what it I, was an instant because i i think it was crawless with the magic damage just instantly <laughs> popped it started it <laughs> it's okay i would have won anyways thank you though anyways welcome, i don't remember what we're talking about now because you <laughs> completely yeah. distracted us you just got caught wind trading you won't be allowed to play Luke documenting this yeah. fraction oh no oh my gosh you're gonna get me i do have to admit though yoden yoden in anything other than champion is quite deadly and i remembered that finally so like i played a gold tournament and i'm like let me just use yoden a lot and i'm oh hey i made day two finally in gold because gold is like my weakest league right for sure well, I think that's that's the thing moving forward, right? The game is clearly in ranked mode a lot more competitive, which is awesome because now you can rent, now you can purchase cards, you can build your own strategies, and it's meaningful. The flip side is, as we just said, for me, it's easy to know what to go rent in bronze and smash my way in my alt account in bronze and earn 15 chests a day. For a completely new player, probably not. They're, no, like, I don't know. I think they're going to need instruction. They're going to need help to get started. Is it like... I mean, I played through the new player experience not that long ago, and I had to get my butt kicked for like two days running into the same bots, running the same teams. And then I sat there and I analyzed and I figured out what I needed and I, I made sure I had those cards and then I beat them. And after that, it got quite easy to, to win in bronze. Now, I'm an experienced player and an experienced card player in general, so maybe that's why I'm able to do that faster than somebody else. But most people who come to Splinterlands hopefully they played a tcg before hopefully they understand the basics of you know how a card game would work and it, it what's the easiest thing to do in all sports mimicry all right of, of all games if you can't beat them just play the exact same thing and at least you'll win half the time so yeah. um well, and maybe that's the thing right it's just like now we need to say this game isn't for everyone which is what it should be it should be for those who want to play competitive tcg yeah. right that's the goal yeah. Uh, ish ish and that's where like okay like my my competitive heart says yeah like 
come ready to play or like get out. But but all successful trading card games have a, a, a kitchen table element to them. The majority like competitive Magic the Gathering players don't keep the doors open for Magic the Gathering. You know what I mean? It's the people that like casually play with their friends at like the kitchen table or like literally build the deck at work that'll never step foot in an LGS or like play in any tournaments. You know what I mean? So like there is that aspect that does need to be like quenched in this game somehow. Like the casual player should exist. I guess maybe, I don't know. As I'm saying this live, maybe not. Cause like there's the whole play to earn. So can you ever be casual in a play to earn game i don't think so not God, not you can't can you no not if you want to come in the play to earn world you got to be willing to to invest <laughs> and get your card to a certain level i mean i think about as casual as you could be is just be like you know what i don't have any push to get higher than the level two summoners i'm just yeah. going to chill down here in bronze i'm going to collect my chests. i'm going to play with my buddy the problem is is the that the yeah, player the play my buddy isn't, part it, it isn't isn't like big enough there's not you know, there's not as the system isn't really integrated yet to really play against each other in casual mode. No one wants to play practice because we all want to earn every match that we play. And technically you earn when you lose even in this game. Right. So, um, you know, they, they could do some things maybe to make casual a little bit more rewarding to us somehow, maybe take do something to let people play in the practice mode that doesn't hurt yeah. your rank so that you because i know i've when i've accidentally hit the uh play practice mode do you guys have you ever done that you never get a match no, <laughs> nobody I, else nobody else is pressing the button no well That's and hilarious. i think in the way down feature they've talked about things like boss fights and maybe different modes and that could be a thing to be a little bit more casual but if you're talking about ranked plays especially now that these rewards are so meaningful yeah, I think it's hard to go back now and say, well, everyone should just be able to instantly get them without trying. It's like if you want to get rewarded, you should have to put some kind of effort in, at least for rank play. And maybe that's the case where they need a different mode down the future to bring in more of that casual player, like you're saying, Rogue. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to I mean, we need to look at what Splinterlands has done. They basically fine tune the economy and plugged holes and basically said, look, we are focusing on a play and earn game with, you know, pretty advanced strategy when we really uh, look under the covers here at the mechanics. And this is not Raid Shadow Legends. This is not a, a, a model where you can just come on in and, you know, just, you know, play fired. on your phone. Well, Let's I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the same audience, honestly. Um, and, you know, what's going to bring interested parties to the game is not necessarily that type of play but it's going to be you know content creators on youtube or on twitch showing what they're winning on an end of season level what it's worth what they're doing with the assets maybe seeing the esports you know start to spread its wings and soar and get more coverage there because that dovetails into the whole play and earned kind of philosophy and it, with the starter cards gone uh this is the new reality and we have to kind of make sure that you know, we're, we're setting the right expectations for new players coming into the game so that otherwise you can have someone join, sign up for the game and within five minutes, you know, never come back basically because they're not going to really understand the experience or want the experience. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think in your video today, wasn't it like there's only like 60 spell books a day being sold right now? 
And it's yeah. like, whoa, that is that is crazy low. But I, at the same time, I think we need to frame this update not in the sense of like this was supposed to fix everything for new players. This no. was supposed to fix the economy and reward structure, which we're clearly seeing doing it right because card prices have gone up. The rental market for good cards is getting more competitive. So people actually want to be competitive. So for existing players, I think this solves a lot of things. It's not perfect, but it wasn't supposed to be perfect day one. So I think if we frame it in that sense, they still need to do other things that we can address and talk about later for newer players. But as far as fixing things for existing players right now, I feel like they did a really good job for the initial launch of the first couple of days and they can continue to improve upon things as we move forward. Yeah. So that's that's my take on it, at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all of that. I think one of the things that somebody needs to make out there is like an auto buy tool that you can offer to players. Cause it would be nice if you could just go into say like peak monsters or someone and be like, I want a competitive level two life team. How much would that cost me? And then just be able to go like, Oh, here you go. This would cost you yeah. about, you know, 60 bucks. And we'll give you a, a level two summoner, all the right level two rares. Buy that the are deck. popular. Yeah. yeah just buy can, the deck. We you can do it on Darby. peak monsters today already with the sets. You can sell sets on peak monsters. Yeah. You but, can um, sell sets, but you can't but go you buy. But you have to put them together, right? yes is to sell them so that means some a player has to like do that work for you um yep. as opposed to just going into the market and being like this is what it would cost for you right now to go ahead and just you know buy off the market a good level two mm-hmm. kelia deck a good level two obsidian deck yeah i think and what, monsters will do it eventually they've been talking about it yep they've, they've said pkm maybe as an option to get access to that kind of a feature in the future perhaps yeah um where content creators or other then splinterlands needs to give everybody some pkm because <laughs> right. that would new be players. a great feature for new players to have yeah i, I see people in the chat talking about the renting market uh Cryptmancer, i think that was part yeah, of his whole video, video covered that amazing yeah what what was kind of the maybe kick off the conversation since you already did a video on it yeah, so what was interesting, so I I think Steve as well participates in the Rent Golem, which is an automated bot for renting spare cards. And I mean, it was crazy. The, this last end of season, um, I think the APRs or APYs were like, you know, 300, almost 400% on cards, which is insanity. Like I didn't rent much out, but I think I got like 18,000 DEC for renting just you know bare minimum amount of cards because i had to climb the champion so i had to keep all my cp and it was insanity i don't know steve if you had good results as well but it was record-breaking honestly my earnings went up from like making a couple thousand d dc a day to making seven thousand for the last few days oh my gosh so but, and but that and those, changed, those right? aren't those aren't even my good cards i'm not like renting out my maximum cards i i have a bunch of extra cards that i've moved over to the to a separate account just to rent out and they're mostly like their rewards cards that i've leveled up to four or six and a few other cards like well i i've just been buying O'Shaughnessy's, right so i just move them all over there and they get rented out i've been buying all the two dollar legendaries and but for some reason they all just blew up like crazy and then it, it does have my gold legendaries so all my gold legendaries I pulled from my packs I've opened, I put over there to be rented out because I don't play in, I don't play gold cards, I just play regular cards. But yeah, I, the rental market went wild over the last couple of days, um, and, then and I, it died. I think and then it died. <laughs> it died. It, it is. It has come back down. But I think it's because a lot of people knew that those rewards chests were going to have the new cards, and so they wanted that big end of season 
split to get all those new cards. Yeah, but yeah. I guess so. Like that's this. This is my big question. Why I like I understand all the data says that we shifted from renting for CP to renting good cards, right? Like some of the cards on the market you can't even find right now. They're like just scarce. You know what I mean? Especially higher levels if you're trying to play at the higher levels. Uh, but why is CP still not needed? Like, why are these bot farms still not needing CP? Like, because my argument is that at 15,000 collection power in Silver 3, like, you're not going to get near the awards that you will at 70,000 CP in Silver 1. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't think the dynamic has changed too much. I just don't know if people have realized it yet. Well, no, I think I... we need to see what the bots do in the next couple of days, because I have a feeling that many of the larger farms have not adjusted to the changes. Um, and I'm probably just waiting to see the reward structure and the payouts and stuff like that. And we'll see what happens. So the first 24, 48 hours, I wouldn't put too much faith in that to say this is the way the rental market's going to be moving forward. Yeah. Let's see what happens. But when you go into the market and you see the the, the trigger of the floor on peak monsters being hit when you can rent 2,500 CP for DEC because that's as, as far down as it'll take right now. <laughs> um, that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So. Well, when, I'm you know, guessing it's because a lot of bot owners just turn their stuff off. Sure. Right. I mean, cause I know the bot service that I use, they're, they're furiously working on trying to figure out how to optimize the, the bots for the daily focus because it was never, designed to do that before it would just like casually complete your quest because you know that team or that sniper sneak or whatever would just get done eventually i mean it, it would like it kind of would try to do it but it wouldn't try to play the same team over and over again so they're trying to adjust theirs they're trying to fix theirs and like i those two accounts did terrible their first day so i'm i'm like getting i have to go play them manually i don't have time to play four accounts but it's it's kind of an interesting thing but i do think that it's a it's a paradigm shift because you can't do what you used to do you can't play uh, like um two good teams and just rent a, the cheapest cp that you need to get to silver three it's just not going to get it done you're not going to see that same return because you're not going to get the daily focus on one of those teams you're, you can't win consistently you're going to get lots of losses you're not going to earn lots of season chess so that then uh, there's a lot of people that used to play that way. Be like, hey, I'm going to rent like one really good team or two really good teams. And then I'm just going to rent the cheapest cards that I can to get me into silver or the cheapest cards that I can to get into gold. And that kind of play just does not it's not going to be it, it's not going to like you're going to you're going to be very frustrated <laughs> because yeah. it, it's just not going to work the way it used to. Well, and I think that, yeah, it's definitely the bots probably that control most of the rental prices, if we're being honest. And and maybe some of them, as you guys said, haven't been back on yet, but maybe some of them are now deciding to stick in bronze, as you're saying, Steve. Maybe they can win more there, and so they don't actually need the card power anymore. They already have the bronze card power that they need. They might, and then yeah. for players, I think right now, it's one of those things with the win percentage meaning so much. It's like, why would I go rent cheap card power with cards I'm not going to use? Like exactly. I'm willing to pay twice as much for my card rentals to get 50,000 power of gold level cards that I'm going to use to get me into gold one 
versus, oh, I'm just going to rent 50,000 card power for, you know, five DEC. So I think that's part of it, too, is like if you're going to go for card power, might as well grab some cards that are actually going to help you win as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole mindset's changed. And so that's where I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to find out if 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 I am right, if if there is more like that's the big question is there more rewards to be had renting to get into the level three of whatever you're playing it you know what i mean and at these rates like at these rates i would imagine that like anybody could do it you know what i mean like i've never seen cp go for as cheap as it is today like you could absolutely rent into gold three silver three whatever uh rank that you're playing in but you'll have to be able to win if you can't win it doesn't matter that you have that power i mean i guess that's what but like the argument then is like what like do you think here you go good question do you think it's easier to win in silver three than silver one right now yeah do you think it'll be easier to win in silver three than silver one in three days yeah barely not not a ton no because when you play in silver three you're going to run into a lot of people with level four summoners when you're playing in silver one you almost never see that yeah but like as the game progresses this is where like so like old old meta right or old way of doing things this the the level four silver players they'd take like the top 200 spots on the board and they'd have by end of season, they'd be like 3000 some up in ranking. You know what I mean? Um, So there was this whole range between 1899 and like 2800. That was chill. You know, it wasn't max silver decks. And so like, that'll be like the big question is like over the days, is there still going to be that big of a push to where we're going to get those high of rankings that there's still a window between 1899 and where the level four decks are playing to where you can optimize rewards and still get wins at the max silver rating. You know what I mean? Well, did the level fours go to gold last season? You know, were you paying enough attention? So a lot of the leaderboard, what I've been noticing, hasn't moved around too much. At least like the top level players that were playing for silver and bronze. Yeah, that are makes still sense. For silver and bronze. I guess because like if you went to gold last season to get the gold season rewards, let's just yeah. if you were, had level four decks and you went and decided to go play in gold at the end of the yep. season, you're going to need to go to gold to get a good amount of gold chests. And so that's they're what, not they're gonna be gone. So I, I still think that we'll find out. We'll find out. That's one of the data points that I'm looking at is I'm tracking all of my points over the season, and I'm gonna make a judgment call at the very end because like my points won't change. If I push into gold end of season, it's not because I'm gonna play in gold, it's because I want gold chess. And I will have a number at the end of this season that says I got this many points with the strategy that I implemented. This is how many silver chests it got me. And but because of all the charts and data that we have, I will know exactly how many gold chests I could have gotten with the same strategy. And if if there is a world where that number is anywhere greater than 50 percent of the silver chests that I got, then my new strategy next season will be pushing into gold and then playing my entire season in silver. 
Like there is a world where we do that. The top silver players, the leaderboard silver players, I they might do that. But then there's also still why not just rent gold level cards? Ah, Dude, have you seen the market, man? Yeah, I'm I'm living it. Uh, That's what I'm doing, right? Like renting, like like. Glenn in the chat says he was one of those silver players, went to gold, and he moved himself just back into gold now. He's not going to hang out in silver. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, he, I think then, that's what's going to happen. Wherever you out. made it last season, you're going to have to try to get back to there again, or you're not going to earn good rewards because your rating doesn't matter if you're not earning the right chest, just because the amount of points that you start with based on the chest, it, it's like 133 in bronze, a thousand in silver. Yeah. It's a thousand in silver, and then what is it like three thousand in gold, no. or something? No, it's even more, huh? No, it's less. Like three thousand puts you in the diamond. Gold is yeah, twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. No, because in diamond you're earning. Each one I'm earning thirty thousand points. Well, it's because it's cubed, but like when you look at oh, here, oh, I'll bring it up here real quick. Yeah. yeah. When you look at leagues, I thought it was three x each one. The max gold rating is two thousand seven hundred ninety nine. No, I'm talking about the base points that they give you for winning the match. You get your rating cubed plus a base amount of points plus other bonuses. I thought it was just a thousand. There's no base amount. I think it's just divided by it's rating cubed divided by a thousand. Yeah. Plus bonuses. Well, minus shadow cards. While while you're looking that up, I think something that's going to be interesting to test. I I think there is a world right now. I'm talking on my butt because I haven't tested it. But I think (laughs) are we all, all, dude? On my alt account, yeah. I'll think I literally think it is possible with the eight times DEC bonus in gold that there is potential one day rental strategies where you just rent a gold level deck. And if you're good at the game, obviously I play in gold so I can do it right. That I think there's enough DEC per win and in the chest that you'd get back to make back all of your rentals and more. Uh, Of course, if that's true, maybe the rental market keeps going up for really good cards and makes it even harder. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. gonna be spicy that's i don't know it's spicy it's still that's spicy. what i mean so much it's to like, figure out it's all speculation until we get done with this first season and we figure out how all everything landed and especially here in the first couple of days i'd be very curious to see if if anybody is at their max rating already like we're 30 no i'm only at 2400 gold two yeah, so I'm at silver two. I'm at fifteen thirty three, and I started at nine hundred, and I've still got you know a couple three hundred more till I get to that eighteen ninety nine that I'm aiming for. Yeah, maybe I, I I misstated it a little bit, but looking at the table that they give you for average R shares per win, it says bronze is one sixty six, silver is three thousand forty eight, gold is twelve thousand nine hundred. 77 diamond is 34,000 and champion is 71,000 and and that's why you have to make it back and then the chest amounts go up by like you know three five eighteen forty three ninety so that's why you have to make it back to where you were if you want to earn a good amount of chest because if not literally while i'm playing in diamond i'm earning less than half of what i would on average in champion and and it's even more dramatic at the lower levels because if silver is three thousand and gold an average rc point is twelve thousand you're talking about four times more points for playing in gold 
Yeah, but so, the way that the the way that the chests are scaled, you know what I mean, is like it'll get harder as we go. Well, yeah. So it's not a linear trend. So right. like the argument is if if the gold chest is worth twice as much as the silver chest. It's worth four times as much points no. wise though. Wins in gold. Sure. Yes, yes, correct. But if there's a world where like I would get half as many chests in gold than I would in silver, then it by playing in silver, I would still push to gold. Yeah. And so I that's see, where the scale, saying. that's where the scale comes in. Cause it's like when you start the season, chests are really easy, right? So like, sure, maybe I'm only getting one gold chest a day, right? And maybe I end like my season and I've got like 30 gold chests, right? But if my season in silver ended with anything less than 60, it was more beneficial for me to be in gold. And so that's what I mean is at the end of this season, I will have a number. I will have the amount of R shares that I earned. And I can literally take it right to the graph and be like, this is how many it was in silver and literally go to gold and chase it up and be like, okay, it was this amount of gold chests and I will be able to make my decision then. Like, I mean, uh, I, mean I think I would do it more like 60, 40 because you have a higher, that, that bonus to legendary cards. It, it's, a, I think over time, it would be worth it to roll the dice because I mean, you're going to pull those value, legendary though, cards. Based on what Gank is saying, I don't know where he pulled these numbers from. Is it a silver and a gold chest is essentially worth double of the previous league? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if those are accurate. And if we can get a tool, I know Splinter Cards tool isn't up right now, but I, I mean, essentially, Cryptmancer, you're becoming the numbers guy. So why don't you just put it all in one video and tell us all the answers? <laughs> yeah, tell so, us what, so tell I us did, what to do. I did do a video talking about the chest values, and I know my values are different than Gang's, which are different than Neil's. Um, I think everyone's calculating them differently, but I, I do think the values are depending on how you use the math could, could vary. And I had to actually have multiple conversations with the yeah, Matt on Spongebob's TV chat just to get clarifications on the gold foil and legendary drop bonuses. So I think, I honestly think that Neil and Gank's numbers for at least the champion chests are undervalued because I don't know if they're taking into account those specific details that Matt clarified, but that's neither here nor there. I think what's interesting is you know, going back to your your point, Rogue, is I think everyone's journey is going to be a little bit different. So if you're a player where you're not stretching like into the next level, like you're not trying to just to get back into like, you know, diamond three from gold, like where you can actually play at diamond one, your journey is going to be different. Because again, remember, um, you know, a, a, a loss at champion, if you're in diamond is zero times whatever, it's still zero. So you still have to win at the higher levels to get the benefits of those reward share points, those extra points. So there has to be a balance where you have an intersection of that graph that you're talking about, Rogue, where you have the value of the chests are such where the win, even if I have a decrease in the win rate, still makes it more profitable for me over time to play at this level. And everyone's going to have a different curve intersection point based on their skill level and their deck capabilities either what they own or what they rent and that's that's what's interesting about this because you know everyone's scenario is going to be a little bit different on where you play or where you can play successfully and where that intersects um and that's where the strategies there's going to be multiple strategies there's not going to be a 100 percent right way to tackle this everyone's going to have probably an optimal point based on where they're at in the game and i think that's that's what's going to be interesting is to kind of have 
these kind of personas, if you can call them that, where, you know, people have to kind of evaluate at what level can I win at, let's say, 60% win rate clip? And at what level can I win at, let's say, a 40% win rate clip? And then use those personas to, to dial in where they can best maximize their profits. And we'll get there. We'll get those charts, I think, in time. Yeah, this is uh, perfect. Uh, perfectly said. This is this is a personal journey. Everybody on in Splinterlands is on a personal journey, and there is no there there's there's no one way to do it. And and that's the beautiful thing about our game. There are people that play this game without hitting the battle button. Like take that take that with you to the bank. You know what I mean? There are people that are like, yeah, I'm a Splinterlands like person, and they literally never hit the battle button just own cards and rent and do whatever you know (laughs) yeah well i think that's that's my advice then is like okay like i i think some people are overreacting in the negative side i think we're all pretty positive about the changes so far but there's some except for the app i am with the chat well yeah yeah oh for sure 100 which sucks i literally brought it up on my show monday night i was like i was like i i am i am most concerned if I log into my app and it's like all butchered and I can't tell oh, what I'm doing. 100%. And, and it, yeah, so I did. I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> but I it don't actually even use fits. mobile. It's terrible. It fits super well with my strategy of ignoring the focus. Pretend it isn't there. The app's like, <laughs> you got it, buddy. We're just going to like, you're not going to see anything. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I, I do agree with the chat. Mobile needs to be on point. It's really the next thing they needed to do. But they had to make this change because the bots were just taking too much value out of the economy and it would card values weren't going to go back up. Um, it, like we needed this change. And so I think that's why all of us are mostly positive because it's like, they need to fix the daily focus is the grind on the first day a little too hard. So they need to maybe do a little bonus on the first two days of the season to how many points we earn. Is yes. there some little tweaks that they could do to make it a little bit more enjoyable here and there? And also I think we should start a, like one of the first governance votes I want to do is make bronze fun. None of this, mo- no more of this 20 mana crap. Let them have 40 and 50 <laughs> mana matches. What I mean, what the hell is That's that? True. It's really true. I mean, you literally have all these oh. amazing 11 cost cards in the game, and you're like, well, you shouldn't even rent those because you'll never be able to play them. Never in bronze. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's yeah, a lot we could talk about there. And I th- I think that's where it's like if you had your expectations too high, I think that's where people maybe are are kind of rubbed the wrong way because I, I understand, right? It's like we were all super excited to try out something new. Well, guess what? Day one of a season is always going to be the hardest. Guess what? They never said things are going to be perfect day one or season one. Like I'm expecting like tweets to come out for the next two to three months on all these things and to continue to make changes. So I think just give it some time for one, the team to make changes and two, for yourself to learn to know what the strategy is best for yourself. But you're not... None of us have it figured out. I think that's the fun thing that we're debating here tonight. It's like, okay, we're all talking like we know what we're doing and we really don't know. What we're One of the crazy things too is since we're all in like different leagues and, and we all have like a different way that we play. Yeah. It's kind of funny when you get us all together, you know? Yeah. I, think right, I, 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 play, I play champion. You play, you play, play bronze silver. and silver. You play silver and gold, Luke. Gold and then my alt accounts and bronze. And then where are you at? You you play champion too, right? 
Yeah, I made it to champion for the first time this this season. I usually yeah, that's what you were saying. Ooh, yeah. you, you went ahead and did it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great time to do it, buddy. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Trial by fire, trial by fire. And here's the the great thing about what what you just said. Going back to your point, is you know this this rank reward system is enough content for us to chew on and digest here for probably a good you know two months or so before yeah. we kind of get it's to a good level of uh you know maturity but guess what you know we could have modern and wild dropped on us potentially next season and there's a lot coming quickly yeah it's it's, it's coming fast (laughs) do you think that's gonna help new players or hurt new players help i think it's gonna help i think it's gonna help i know it'll help with the power thing and that you can make it into higher leagues and stuff like that with less i heard they weren't doing that anymore I thought they were still planning to do half. When did they say that? They never said I, they weren't. I, I, Come on, bro. Don't lie checks. to me. Don't, my bad. Don't my, bad. No. my bad. My bad. Sorry. To my knowledge, I'll be half. I'm just wondering because modern doesn't get rid of the Yodin problem. It doesn't get rid of yeah, Lama Croc. Exactly. It, it doesn't get rid of any of those. That, those that's still, still going to like be a problem bronze. for months to come. But I think what it does... I don't know. Obviously, none of us know what's going to happen for rewards and how the things are going to you know, shape out to be. Is it going to be better to play in wild or modern? But for all new players, my, my advice is always going to be go play in modern because you have to deal with half the amount of cards. Like for a new player, absorbing the ridiculous and just pure number of cards and stats and abilities that there are out there right now, it's a lot to take in. So I think just for that part of the game, it makes it simpler. I don't know about rewards. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'm debating moving all of my um wild cards to the rental account and just playing modern on my main account because i have almost every card in modern maxed out that's important um there's a couple that i don't but i don't think they're as important cards and then i wouldn't have to fight the beta summoners anymore that i hate with a passion so that's what i'm thinking about doing and then just leaving those summoners those other summoners sitting over there my my regular beta summoners that are max level, just let people rent them out. And then uh, when land comes out, bring them back to me to go work the land. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a concept that really land. hasn't been touched upon a lot, Steve, because we haven't gotten there yet. But the whole concept of price appreciation as it comes to wild format cards, either from a card value perspective or a rental perspective, there's definitely a gap there. And when the modern and wild reward pools split, it'll be interesting to see if there's a resurgence in the value of some of those wild cards, if there is enough delta to make it worthwhile to rent or to buy some of those cards to compete. I'm very curious to see what the player split is going to be and to see if, you know, like, for example, if I'm in gold in the modern league and I'm making only from a DEC perspective, 10 DEC per win, But if I switch over to gold in the wild format and I can make, you know, 70 DEC per win, is that enough to motivate people to come over and to to not only just play in the wild, but also to rent cards to make them win? I I don't think it would ever be that big. There's a big big enough bot environment in the Splinterland system that that would be an obvious arbitrage situation where they would just figure that out. I mean, it might be a little bit more in one, like maybe like 10 in one, 15 in the other. I don't see it being 10 and seven. Well, it's really I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see that happening. It's really interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when the 
reward changes went live for only DEC last week, I was getting a frick ton of DEC per win, and now it's almost half of what it was last week, and I'm like, what, what happened uh, to my DEC? The bots rented cards, I, dude. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this, I was like, this is freaking amazing, and then it's like, oh, well, that didn't last long. Well, I'm almost wondering like how much of that plays into because like that's that this was my biggest question with all of this is like, okay, we increase the amount of chests that we were gonna get, right? Everybody's supposed to be getting way more chests. Um everybody's getting DEC bumps in the chests, like in the upper leagues. I'm like, what does that do to the reward pool? Like the chests are filled with the reward pool, right? No, they're separate. So Matt clarified on Smudgeland's TV stream that the okay. DEC reward pool that you get for winning battles is one pool. The loot chest or the daily focus chest is totally separate. It doesn't come out of the uh, structured burn or budgeted burn for, for DEC. So, Yeah, and I think he mentioned that, that they're just comfortable with adding this inflation to, to it at this point. Um, of DEC because DEC is back down to peg. They're back to letting you buy packs with it. So I don't think they're worried about extra DEC coming into the marketplace at this point. Okay. That makes sense. Well, Honestly yeah. though, I, I need to highlight this thing real quick. Wolfshire just said a two splinter summoner. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever thought about that? Like a split splinter card, like someone that could be played in both, but not like a neutral, like Oh, that would be amazing. Like they could do a whole set. Like, like that is right up Magic the Gathering's alley, you know, where they've like where they've done that before. But oh my goodness. Sorry, I had to highlight that. That's, a, that's, that's a, an amazing that's concept. Trip. Yeah, that, that would be a cool idea. We need a what is that? Uh what's the site again, guys? Uh where you gotta put we got to go all upvote that we want a, a set go. to come out that has Steve, dual, go, dual go vote in with your validator, big SPS bank. It's come on, not, Steve. It doesn't count yet. I refuse <laughs> I to vote until I get a weighted vote. I'm actually boycotting <laughs> voting. I'm like, I'm not going to vote for That's one beautiful. when I have literally like 290,000 SPS stake. And I get the same vote as Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Slowly but surely. I don't want to vote. I More, the same as Luke. If if Rogue just keeps win trading me in these tournaments, I might actually have a decent size. Dude, pool I should have honestly looked. Like you were sucking in that tournament too. I should have stomped you. <laughs> I didn't even look. Like after I did that, I was like, oh my goodness, we're both 12 and 8 now. And I'm like, wow, that was that I should have stomped him. <laughs> well, uh, I should have looked that, before I even did it. Besides that. <laughs> I want to jump back to Yuki's comment because they're they're saying they made a good point. You know, if we don't give feedback and tell them what sucks, even though it's early, uh, they might think it's all good. So let's give some feedback rather than just wait. So I want to get some some brainstorming here on two ideas. And I know we talked one before the podcast a little bit. So let's bring it back up. What do you guys think about right now? Currently, they reset you every season back to the lower tier league versus what they could do is like, hey, Let's change it so when you're in silver one, you only get reset back to the minimum of silver three or something like that. Because one, you know, we've talked about how hard it is to get those chests day one, which was a pretty bad experience for a lot of people. And then two, it's just also hard to play in a league you're not used to. So like as a player playing gold, I could be used to all these abilities and get dropped back down to silver. And now the win rate matters so much in my rewards. It's actually potentially more difficult to be playing in silver again so i'm actually losing more matches trying to climb back to gold so what do you guys think should they keep it should they change it what are the the consequences maybe 
So I love that they change it, Luke. And here's an example for you. So I, I finished in Champ 3 this last season. So that means I started in Diamond 3. So I lost my first game and I was immediately pushed back into Gold 1. So I've been playing this entire season at Gold 1 and it sucks. So if I had a chance to at and least get the level... And chests. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, girl. Yeah. Not, not too much. Bro. Oh, bro. How many chests did you get yesterday? Uh, I got two focus chests and oh. three season chests. Really? Yeah. Playing so two leagues back, and we're yeah. in the same thing. And so the the difference that made is I I made nine and seven, and he made two and three. So that's how big of a difference it is that he got knocked down to playing in cold, as opposed play to even staying in diamond. Uh, Seventy. I did seventy-five. Okay. So you guys played like a hundred or so games yesterday. Mm, I played like thirty. Yeah, no, ACR goes down faster than that. Well, I mean, so like, but over the day, what do you do it all at once? You just do no. All... I played like an hour and a half, and I let it refill up to eighty, and then I played again in the evening. And then technically, I paid played in the morning, like three matches right before my timer reset to earn one more chest so yeah because I'm, I'm doing 30 i'm doing 30 games a day but i'm doing it like split up into tens like i don't play my ecr below 90 percent. i'll play 10 games get to 90 let it recharge Resets, yeah right to 99 percent. play 10 games and then like sure. just i'm literally sprinkling it throughout the day so i stay above it but i'm getting 30 games a day too so i oh. assumed anybody playing their ecr down to 75 was like logging well, I, I had to go into so, the office today, so I knew I wouldn't play for like you should nine uh, hours. download so, the mobile app. No, I don't know. Don't play the mobile app. Not until the mobile app is real, dude. That's and where I play all I, my games. On I, the I do app. play a lot, but it is painful. It you is have to reset like, hey, every five matches. You have to close the real, bro. Real Champion oh, level. I need. Any, I need the perfect anyways. screen. I need everything ready to go. I got anyways, the back candles to lit. I want to. I want to hear your point. Finish your point. So, it, what would your change be that you'd want them to make about the season reset? Yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, basically, what with the season reset did is once I lost my first game. You know, at that point, I'm fighting two levels down. So instead of finding champion level abilities and champion level summoners, I'm using gold level stuff, which is not comfortable for me right now. It's not great. So for me, if I could start, like if I was a champ three and maybe I start at like diamond two, that would not give me the immediate two step drop, basically. So it would be less or I guess more forgiving, if that makes sense. So it would be kind of a compromise. Yeah, I think that like that would be a good compromise with this new system to maybe only knock you back uh, one less than they were before. So they were doing, you know, like if you made it to three in champion, you went to diamond three, go to diamond two. If I made it to champ two, let me go ahead and start in diamond one instead of starting in diamond two. And I'm in the same situation where like I, if I lose my first match, I go down to diamond three. But that's not as bad as if you lose that match and go down to gold. Um, that can be really frustrating, especially because the first days of the season, you're already playing against like players who always like all the players who have the best cards are in that area with you in that rating with you. And so like, it's the one day of the season where I'm like, Oh, look, I get to play against the people that have max gold cards. Here. <laughs> they're, they're crushing so, you. Crazy wild idea. I haven't even thought it out. So what do you guys think about a, a league lock? Where it's like you just pick the league and you stay in it. Cause like what the game is so different at every single league.
that does it really matter what your rating is between like being dropped to silver and gold like if you're a gold player and you keep losing and you're at a thousand rating does it really matter because you're still getting punished in your rewards now i don't know i don't I know there. i'm just i'm just spitballing here there, there, there's i think there's still something to like you have to grind up there but after you've done it once why make you do it all over again you know that uh the chat seems to support our our go back to so far being able to just lock myself into champion and just say that i get to stay at champion i, I don't think that's as good because like i said there is a point in theory where splinterlands becomes popular enough there's enough people playing with maxed out cards that, you know, the sets that have been bought up that all of a sudden I'm not a lock to be in champion because you got to remember diamond and champion are maxed out cards. So champion yeah, well, that, is really supposed to be the cream of the crop, right? That, that it's kind of makes to be it like easier though between diamond and champion, right? Because like in diamond or in champion, if you reset to diamond, you're still playing with the same cards. Whereas like if you play well, silver and get knocked to bronze, you're playing yeah. a whole new meta. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree there, but there's also there's also you're still no matter what you're playing with people with maxed out cards all the time. So that's why it's such an annoying drop down because you're like, yeah, I'm playing the same people as I was yesterday and with the same cards as I was yesterday. But you know that but doesn't we're, like that we're down change, in the next league. though. Like if if you drop to champion, you're still playing all the same cha- like everybody in champion would just start at the same starting line yeah yeah i mean I, I'd, still. I'd be okay with if you made it to champion you just stay in champion honestly but i still think you have to make it there i don't think you just get a click a, i don't think you just get a buy maxed out cards and click a button i'm in champion now <laughs> because, I'm, a, I'm a champion I'm <laughs> yeah a champion. it's just because of the relationship of diamond and champion that a lot of people say what's the point of them you know, because they're both maxed out cards. The point of them is that champion is literally supposed to be for the guys who said, I'm going to spend that money. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to buy the Yodins and the kitties. I'm not just going to buy the Kelias and the, you know, and and the Obsidians. Yeah, it, it's just such a unique problem for Splinterlands because I, I can't think of any other game like this. You know, it's like in Valorant, if you if you rank up, guess what? You're playing the same game, just with better players. League of Legends, like name any other competitive game, but it's like this when you rank or get deranked literally means you're potentially playing a whole different style of game. And that's the part that like is hard for me to wrap my mind on how to fix that, because if you do get deranked and you're not good in that new meta, even though technically it should be easier, but it's not necessarily easier because you're having to play with cards that you're not used to. So I don't know. It's hard. Gold is tough. Because there's so many cards that lose a very important ability that you're used to them being very, very good. Um, and, and, and so you're just like, wait a second. <laughs> I played it. I made my team and it's not doing what I thought it was supposed to do. But, you know, it's only hard for a couple matches. Then you adjust. I'm, I don't know, Rogue. Are you, have you not made it? You made it back into Diamond, didn't you? Oh, what? Diamond? Oh, wow. Rogue. Big upgrade no. for Rogue. Bro, I need a I'm couple more Steve R. I need a couple more Steve Sorry. R donations. I was talking to Sinister. And then know. we'll get to Diamond. You're only about 2,000 packs away. I'll tell you what, Steve. Go ahead and put a Diamond on. I got you. All right. No, uh, no. yeah, I'm back to Silver. Bronze Bronze is rough, though. Like, dead serious for the, uh, for the fact that everything's like 20 or less. Like, the meta is very pigeonholed there. Like, you need a low mana healer like Cebras or... Um, or like Zenith, Zenith Monk isn't even that good. You literally got to go get like the Alpha Beta. What's the Haunted Spirit? 
yeah spirit so like looking at stuff like that but then yeah when you do come across like the llamas or like the crons and like it does get really rough there i got lucky though um i i had one win then six losses in a row but then i went on like my 12 win streak at that point and so this is what i mean don't focus on your focus like you have to get out of the place that they put you you got to just go and do whatever you got to do to win. And so, yeah, then once I got to silver, though, it did. It was like a huge relief because I at least got back to like two different rule sets and it increased my mana cap. And I was like, whew, we're totally like it, it's a whole different game between bronze and silver. And like the most messed up part is that what? I can't, I can't even pay attention. I'm so sorry. I was trying so hard not to interrupt you because I don't know where Steve just sent me like 500 SPS. No, did he really? Yeah, and you can check your account too. Oh, God, I see it. <laughs> Steve. Dude, yeah, I love you, buddy. You're the, amazing. Thank anyway, real quick, so finish my thought. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Bronze. Like, why does bronze tournaments, why do bronze tournaments not follow the same logic as bronze rank? Bronze tournaments do two rules. You have increased mana caps. You don't get screwed like you do in bronze rank. Bronze ranked and bronze tournaments are two different. Destroy whatever algorithm you have for bronze rank and just put the tournament algorithm in there and bronze will be fixed. 100%. Like quick fix. Boom. Yeah, like I said, bronze, bronze, there's like, I don't see the point of needing bronze to be like this place where like you protect people from playing the expensive cards and from getting the good cards because that's what novice is supposed to be right you can do that down in novice the stupid novice league that nobody really stays in for more than like a hot second can be 20 mana boring and then once you're in bronze it should be the legitimate mana set the legitimate rules and you should allow people to do that because how how bad does it hurt the rental market that literally all the bronze players who are out there and there's a decent amount of them they don't want to rent an 11 cost card they look at Robo Dragon like I can never use that. They look at Carnage Titan, never use that. They look at the, all the eleven across legendaries from Dice. Hmm, those look kind of cool, but I'd never use those. Do I want a seven cost Yodin? I don't know. I'm not going to be able to play very much with him. Do I um, want ten cost Kron? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one. The only yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, just because Kron wins so much there, but the 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 plain f- fact of the matter is is like if it was if it was more fun and if it was higher mana you can beat cron you know if if it wasn't for the fact that literally you're like this is this sucks it's like i can't put out enough enough cards to beat cron so well and and rogue going back to what you're saying you had to struggle your way through bronze at least for the first few matches did you yeah. like that or would you rather just say reset me back to silver three why i have to go back to bronze <sighs> I okay so there is a strategy at least for tournaments like there's a lot of foundation that would have to be changed for us to be like yeah you can stay where you're at you know what I mean because like there's like when you commit to going to the next league you're committing to like uh like a tournament price like you get like you can't do some of the SBS tournaments for a decent price at that point once you commit to that and it doesn't matter if you derank from there you're already like once you're in silver, you're like, yep, silver player. There we go. And your tournaments are all costed as a silver player, right? So, like, there would have to be some function that allows for deranking, but then 
the rest of the system would have to be set up to where you can't abuse that because then leaderboards get messed up. Like you have to lock people in to do leaderboards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's just, there's so much infrastructure infrastructure that would have to change in order for us to get off of this dropping a rank every season. Like this is the, this is what happens when like the dude that just doesn't log on for a month will log back on in novice. You know what I mean? This is the way that like the game is set up, you know, to like push people back for not playing for, Mm -hmm. uh you know not maintaining collection power for so i don't know yes you're fine just saying hey first couple days just expect you're not going to earn that many chests yeah 100 to be hard and 100 because at the end of the day i in day one with my strategy i got three silver chests i didn't play my ecr below 90 i got 500 no i got 400 ranking i went from 900 to 1333 and it was literally the exact same as last reward season where like I start in bronze, I do my daily chest and I wait to see how high I can get my rating before I cash it in. And it was usually only two or three reward chests. So I'm like literally on par with where I was. And now we're getting into the games because today I'm only 10 games in and I've already gotten like way more reward points than I did yesterday. Yeah. 10 games in because I'm at that higher ranking that I need to now. So I don't, I don't have an issue with it right now. I'm sure the, you know, the top players is going to be entirely different for them uh, because yeah, you're right. Dropping leagues is frustrating. You know, having to play in a different meta is frustrating. So yeah, there is an answer somewhere. I just don't know if it's locking people into a league. There's a lot of stuff that has to be switched for that locking gets a a little tough maybe not dropping people down quite as far would be nice or maybe it just stays the way it is and like you said like honestly seven chess and nine chess wasn't terrible for me uh you know there if you lose and you get dropped down two leagues that hurts you a lot yeah so seven to seven to nine is still really good though i had a lot of people in my discord being like dude i was grinding and i got like one chest and I don't maybe, know how that maybe maybe they switched up the, their strategy. The only thing I could imagine is that's a silver three player who got dropped down into bronze yep. three 100%. and couldn't and couldn't win though. And yeah. and I there mean, is I, going to be a huge amount of like there's going to be a lot of people like there's two things that are really important. And this is why I keep saying win streak. I'm saying win streak because I'm speaking to you as a player that's not loaded in gold cards. I don't have gold foil cards. I'm trying to level up like my base cards and to play the game you know what i mean so like for me the bonus to these points is on that win streak it's very important so there's going to be a lot of players that are like if you've got a 60 percent win rate and you can't put a win streak together like you're like two one two one two one you're not going to get anywhere quick it's gonna you this reward system is not going to reward you Unless you get to that top rating, then maybe the sixty, the two one two one two one does better for you. Yeah, but well, I, at I think day one grind, no. Yeah, I think we've killed this conversation uh, for we've hit it enough. So I want to go one more before we end because I think the probably the other biggest complaint I've heard is the daily focus thing. So let's just brainstorm here for a second. What would we change it to? Like, what do you guys have any ideas? Basically, the, I've only heard four different ideas. One is like 
hey, make it like a dual splinter so we can use two different decks. One I've heard is just remove it completely so it's like season and daily is the same thing and there is no daily focus. Another is like I've heard there should be achievements like you need to heal 100 hit, hit points or something like mm -hmm. that. And then I can't remember what the fourth one was now that I've heard. But I, I don't know. What, what would you guys maybe want to see or do we I, not have any ideas? Yet? I think the fastest fix is to make it similar to the old quest and but let you change it to a different splinter after every five wins of your focus. So if you're Earth, you have to get five wins with Earth and then you can change it or you can leave it. So if you like Earth and Earth is strong, cool. If not, go ahead, hit the button, get something new, switch to that new team, and then you can mix it up. And maybe we could lower that since to make it more fun and do like three wins. So there is kind of like a little bit of a competitive thing to being like, hey, you have to go win with this team we told you to win with, but you don't have to win with it all day. And it feels like they already have a mechanic to reset the daily. So just allowing you to hit that button after X amount of wins might be an easy fix. I do think changing it long term. I like the attributes idea. Make it, you know, heal, uh, you know, heal 100 hit points, uh, do 100 range damage, do um, 100 sneak damage, um, but stuff that you can you do on every single team. Um, I think that would be really cool. What do you think, Crip Mancer? Uh, I like the uh, the kiss principle. Keep it simple. Um, so for me, I think the 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 format of daily quests are is archaic and no longer needed. Honestly, I, I guess it encourages things like if it goes to healing or range damage, maybe it would encourage you to buy cards that you wouldn't otherwise use. But I look at it this way: I mean, the season points gives you reward shares for wins. And the handcuffs are off. You can get as many season points as long as you keep winning. So why not make just points, like reward points? Don't have season points or focus points. Just have reward points. If you win, you get reward shares, period. You can win with Dragon. You can win with Life. You can win with Earth. Whatever you want to win with. Uh, let me have the freedom to play how I want to play. And don't pigeonhole me into saying, hey, you have to win with this. That, that's not fun. Uh, yes, it's challenging. But I want to use my whole collection and use it how I want to use it. So for me, I just say get rid of the focus. Just, you know, rank rewards. Just reward me for winning however I choose to do it. I feel like that creates an exploit. Because if, you, if they're not going to randomly force you to use different teams, which encourages you to have leveled up cards in every team, and just let you win well then i'm just gonna get kitty i'm just gonna get yodin i'm just gonna have those two powered up i'm gonna go back to renting that cheap cp to get me enough power and i'm just gonna play those two decks all day and if then that play... that hurts to me um the idea of like helping the overall card economy grow a little bit yeah but if you only play kitty and yodin and i see that i'm gonna counter you well, I mean, Kitty's harder to counter than Kitty's Yodin, pretty hard to counter yeah. in a lot of rule sets. And I, and I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to win enough. You know, you'll sure. counter me, but not everybody has the cards to counter Yoden and Kitty. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to win enough with those two teams. Um, maybe I get three if I need three, but I'm not going to get six. And I feel like the daily quest has always been kind of that encouragement to you got to level all your teams because you don't know which one you're going to have to use today to get those rewards. 
Yeah, no, I, I understand the challenges there and it's there for a reason. I just think from a pure, like a, if I'm talking from a player enjoyment perspective, what's going to give me more enjoyment is, you know, don't, don't handcuff me basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree feel, there. I feel the same way about the achievement ideas. I like the achievements just as a part of the game. Like, Hey, as you play the game, you know, maybe when you hit your thousandth point of healing, we reward you with like a hundred DEC, kind of like, you know, Star uh, Rising Star does, you know, like you a yeah. hundred missions, you get some more star bits. But I think doing that for a daily focus feels even more of a, that handcuff that you're talking about, Cryptmancer, because it's yeah. like, if I have to hit a hundred points of healing to get a daily chest, like I'm going to have to spam a healer every single time. And it's probably not going to work out for me. For Who doesn't play matches. healers? Well, okay, maybe healing is a bad one, but whatever, you know, like maybe I have a really strong magic deck and it's like, you have to get 200 range damage. I was like, no, Everybody in bronze is like, oh, not everything of mine heals. I, so I like the achievement idea. I just don't know if I like it for the daily focus, I guess is more my point. Yeah. Yeah, I... I it's a tweak though, because this same team all day. I'm telling you, just like it's bait. It's bait. It's it, not it's bait. bait though, because like I'm it's getting bait. a lot of chess focusing on I it by, by getting multiple strategies. Yeah. So it's like, and we'll see. We'll see what happens at the at the end of the season because like you can't do that every day. You know so what I mean? Like what what was your what what was your first one? Like what so was your guys's first? Uh, Earth. Earth. Yesterday was fire. Today was dragon. Oh, you yeah. Okay, so how much better did you do with dragon than fire? Well, I mean, the the season's a little bit easier now. So yeah, I did I, I did I about think, double with Dragon, but that's because Fire Day One was. I was a watching hard Bulldog one. stream on Day One, and he had Dragon, and he was complaining. I wanted to strangle him. I'm like, I want I wanted Dragon. I had to use Earth. Right. Llama's cool, but he's not always cool. So I mean, the thing is though, if you get like let's say let's say you average like nine chests a day over 14 days of season. That's yeah, it's over like 100 another, additional chests. Yeah, it's like doubling your season. your season reward. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll earn 10 less on my season, 15 less on my season to earn 90 dailies. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out how much <laughs> yeah, less. Yeah, you're so confident. We'll find yeah. out how much less you do. <laughs> like, like dead serious. Also, like, that's where... though, I earned. I'm earning seven in diamond. When, once I get two champion, I think I'm going to be earning like 15 or 16 a day. Hmm. I really do because I'm playing in diamond two right now i just have to get back to champion and then my my rating will be so much higher that i'll be earning way more points but i guess i don't i i still got to get a feel for how much harder it gets because i know it's a sliding yeah. scale yep. I, so and that's what we'll we'll find out because somebody had brought up earlier in the chat that like that yeah once you get to like mid-season then yeah maybe those season chests do get so far apart that it is worth spamming to just get the daily chest at that point in my opinion, early game, like we should just be focusing on win rates sure. and getting to that max. But if if a change has to be made, I would I would like it to be made in the way of, um, you know, yeah, it's like you get a focus and. I don't know, you have to like knock it out in five wins and then you get a new focus, but like. That's yeah. really it, like you uh, can't do more than five. Or like you could have a wheel to where like you have like I, I would say like the the most perfect situation would be something along the lines of like, you know, those graphs where you have like five points and then like based on the percentages, it kind of changes how the graph is filled out. Right. Mm -hmm. You would have something in the way of like if you were evenly distributed amongst all five splinters, you'd be at like 100 percent. 
But as you start leaning more towards different splinters, mm -hmm. you would decrease the amount of focus that you would get or whatever. You would probably have to change it from focus. Like if you're focusing too much, you would get less rewards on the like daily it. versus it, like if you stayed spread out, right? It might be a little too complicated, but essentially what I'm picturing is like almost an ECR for each summoner. So it's like as you keep spamming the same one over and over again, it yeah. drains it down some of your reward percentages or yeah. your, I mean, it, again, that might be a little bit too complex and another layer on top, but either way, I think what we're all saying is that it needs to be some kind of variety. So I, I remember the fourth option that someone said, it was like, you know, can we have a daily focus, but maybe like if you're not using the daily focus and you win, maybe you get 50% of what you would have if, so it's like almost like the daily focus is just a bonus. So you're still getting some kind of chest for your winning. But exactly. then if you want to use I'm that, it's a it. bonus. That's the way I'm looking at it. Is this it's all just because I'm going to hit the splinters. Like, like by playing to win, I'm going to hit those splinters throughout the course of this. And as I'm like, this is my biggest argument. You guys probably heard ignore and you, you might have missed my point. By ignore, I mean just play for the win rate. And by play for the win rate, what that means is that when you get on that 10 win streak. If you're on that streak and you hit that focus splinter a couple times along the way, not because you're focusing on it, but just because it was the right call for that, you're getting way more points for that win than you are by spamming it, you know, or like doing that two to one, two to one, two to one. You know what I mean? So that's my argument is that through the course of just playing the game, you should be hitting these splinters anyway along the way. And so that's what I'm going to be tracking is like, like the data that I have for day one, I did 30 games. I went 20 for 10. I had a 12, uh, 12 win streak. My focus was light. So of the 30 games, I did 13 of them in light. Right. Uh, and I went 10 and three in light. So I had a better win rate on focus than I did in just my regular, just by playing it, like when it came out. Right. Um, and I got three chests for doing that, not for spamming, but just for playing 30 games. And when it came time to play white, play white. So that's what I'm going to be tracking is like, what do I get for doing that? And then next season, I'll start experimenting with what happens if I spam one day, what happens if I play ECR all the way down to 50%, blah, blah, blah. This is the baseline, you know? Yeah. So, so we're talking about things that are maybe changes that we could introduce to the game. One of the things that uh, I saw in MavChat that was pretty interesting, which is a totally different topic, but I think it would be interesting conversation real quick is, you know, we all like sinks in the game for assets that, you know, we, we hold. So what if you could, for example, spend and burn a voucher and gain back 10% ECR? What would that do to vouchers mm. and markets? Well, I would love that because I have a lot of vouchers. So <laughs> I earn a lot of vouchers. There would definitely uh, be an arbitrage there for sure. I, I don't know if I if I love it though, because is there enough vouchers in the world to support that? Because a lot of them would get burned. And I mean the vouchers voucher value would go up when they yeah, get burned, right? Then nobody would burn it. Like until it made sense to burn it. So there's there's that opportunity where, you know, maybe they set the the ECR burn equal to, you know, like for every dollar of uh, voucher value, you got 10% ECR. Something you like know, that. that. To me, that's a Mav chat thing. 
That would benefit me. Would it benefit <laughs> me and you? Well, I, mean, I think it would benefit people that stake SPS because any pressure, any utility on vouchers that also provides a sync to vouchers uh, adds value to stakers of SPS. I mean, I, I, I could definitely, I wouldn't mind that. That wouldn't bug me at all because it get, you know, I have a lot of SPS staked and it, it gives another advantage, but I mean, do, I mean, do I need the ability to get another two or three chests? It's an option. Earning a couple vouchers. So, well, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I'm okay with it, but what do you guys think? Yeah. I don't I mind know. the sink. Uh, I just, I, um, we'll find I wonder, out. I wonder how hard it would make for the team as far as like, I, I feel like they have kind of numbers of vouchers for things and like calculating that out for when they do things like the validator nodes or, you know, riff watchers, things like that. So I don't know if the team would want to go through that work of having to try to figure that out, the supply versus how many are getting burned for every type of sale and all these bonuses they're doing. I mean, I, I mostly look at vouchers as a thing for whales anyways, and I just wait for it to go to $2 or more and sell mine off. So <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've done very well on those. Like I've sat on mine the whole time. I'm like, yeah, we're here. And then we go back down and I'm like, Oh, Luke. Won. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've been preaching buy it one, sell it two for quite a while. And I did that recently. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting concept. I'm not against it. I think I just need to think more on that for a bit. Well, it's the beauty of the game is because the the things that we think of or that Matt thinks of, these are all things because Splinterlands is a complex ecosystem that can be introduced to the game to add more, not necessarily complexity, but more value at the end of the day. And like because for example, if you're a player and you're like, hey, you know, I'm at you know, 75% ECR, I know it's optimal to stay here, but maybe I can just go on Hive Engine and pay a dollar, buy a voucher, and I'm at 85% ECR. Would I do that? Is that an option that would be interesting to me? Maybe. I, I just don't know if if burning vouchers is what I would want to see for that. I think I'd rather see SBS burn. <gasps> because vouchers is kind of like a little cookie they give us and they already have a purpose for those cookies and they've shown us that time and time again as soon as you start to ignore them they release something and it pumps the price back up and it's a very easy thing for luke to trade i'm sure and anybody else who's paying attention to <laughs> so i don't know if the little cookie extra thing that they're giving us that they're already going to introduce you know like a, another promo card that you need 100 vouchers to get in to get which will pump the price and they're going to release another set and if voucher prices are low, they're going to say you need vouchers to get the set. And they've already built in so many ways to protect the value in vouchers. Um, yeah, I think I mean, SBS could use more and more and more and more love. So if you're going to burn something to get ECR back up, I would just do that. I, I like where you're headed, though, Cryptmancer, because I think one of the things is with these new changes, they're like, oh, you can earn 150 season chests. Oh, you can earn 30 daily chests. It's like, but yeah. can we really? No. You're making it so care. hard. So I like the idea of creating some ways, and maybe that's like a, another potion or something that gives you a boost to your focus points or something like that. I don't know about vouchers, but I think some way to be able to give yourself a boost every once in a while, because it is crazy hard. I can't even... Has anyone in the chat even gotten close to 30 chests? I mean, even spamming and bronze. There's got 15, no way and anybody was, would have done it yet. I'll, I'll wait till like day six. Okay, I'm only no. I, got, I got 16 spamming Lama Cron. And I, if I push my ECR down to maybe like 
20%. I could have done it maybe, but it, it wouldn't have been worth it to me at that I point. I mean, they mentioned in the in the chat that to get the maxed ones, you'd have to pretty much be playing at the top version, so bronze 3 and with all gold cards of the max level for the league to earn the 30 in a day. So, I mean, th- that was that was said and so I I That's didn't perfect. have the expectation that I'd get there, oh, but that was kind here. of the idea. Sure. Yeah, I I'm just saying it. every once in a while it'd be cool if they were like, hey, here's a boost for your day. And, you know, I mean, yeah, a little I, more exciting. A potion to make it, you know, R to the four instead of the three would be cool, right? To the wow. four. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of R. Wow. wow. That's a big bump. Yeah. A thousand SPS per potion. Cool. Well, we got to wrap up. We got lots of good ideas, so we're going to have to save some of uh, some of those other good ideas for the next episode, potentially. So let's uh, sign off for tonight, starting with Rogue. Anything you want to shout out this week? Uh, yeah. Um, make sure you guys come out, uh, watch Splinterlands TV. Uh, I believe at this point, we are all on Splinterlands TV. What? What? Who's Is that a fan? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I signed the contract today. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't know exactly when my first stream will be, but I'm going to be Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific to 10 p.m. So I got a two hour spot. We're just going to have to do Splinter Talk on your spot. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to be competing with me. Just raiding. No, we're just going to do it on your stream. <laughs> Let's do it. The new home of Splinter Talk. Yeah, the new home of Splinter Talk. Splinter Lairs TV. <laughs> But yeah, uh, every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern, please come hang out with me. That's kind of where all my content's been lately. Summers pick up a lot for me. We do a lot of stuff with the family. And so it's really just going to be kind of that window to have some time to come hang out with me and pick pick uh, pick my brain and do whatever we want to do on Splinterland. So let's do it. Cool. cool. All right. Cryptmancer, anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I'm on Splinterlands TV as well. Uh, Saturday evenings from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. So come on, hang out with us on your weekends after you get back from the club. And yeah, uh, definitely. Thanks, Luke, for, for having me on again uh, yeah. today. And for those who haven't checked out your channel on Balthazar, definitely make sure you add that to your subscription on YouTube as well. Ooh, so Wow, you're giving me a shout out. That's that You're just like making me... You know, want you back. Is that the idea? back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're climbing the leaderboard. I want to say you're uh, catching up the gym if you haven't already. It's going to be tight. Yeah, well, he's making some of the best videos out there right now, without a doubt. And some of the best research I've seen. I agree. I'm glad to see your channel is growing. And I, I like your videos are probably my number one most watched. Like I have to watch your video. I'll get around to some of the other guys. (laughs) So yeah, Steve sees my videos now. He's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Garbage. I I mean, I haven't done any videos hardly. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. For me, my he, you know, he stole my thunder there. I'm going to be on Splinterlands TV. Uh, My first stream, I'll probably do something special. So be looking (gasps) out for an announcement that I'll probably give away something pretty cool. I'm thinking. So I bought, I bought, I bought those, I bought, no, not a node, but I bought those three, those three, um, level eight summoners, right? The Milo, the Lorena and the Bright. I have a level four of each of them. Oh, I I don't don't need those anymore. So should I give those away on my first Splinterlands TV stream? I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to compete because you've already <laughs> given me so much, but I like so badly. Wait, when is it? Yeah, level. hold on. No, it's I a level be four Mylar, level four Lorena, level four Bright. Oh, Bright and Bloom. I literally I, 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 don't, I, I don't really need them anymore. So 
that's go. spicy. Look that's spicy. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. And Ooh. then, um, you know, other than that, I'm just, you know, I'm, I agree. I think that the game has a chance to grow a lot this summer. I hope everyone who's making content continues and keeps putting it out there and starts to really brag about what they're getting. I think it's important mm-hmm. to share these rewards, you know, maybe film yourself opening your champion chests when you're getting them or your gold ones and diamonds. So you can show those off in little clips. It might be time to go to TikTok, guys. What do you think? Just like, <laughs> hey, what did I get in my seven Cheers. champion chests today? China. Uh, I hate TikTok so much, but I've I've had to start making some for Balthazar and it kills me. I'm like, uh, TikTok is the worst. It's the worst. So, yeah, I know. I'm not I'm not even I don't even have a TikTok account because I haven't wanted to touch that yet. But it was fun again, guys. And thanks again for, you know, doing everything you guys do for the game. Yeah. Oh, bro. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, thanks uh, to Steve for the generous gifts tonight. And thank you, everyone, for watching Cryptmancer Rogue. Thanks for being on as well. Always fun. And there is so much to talk about. So I'm sure uh, if some of you guys are available, we'll do another episode next week. But chat, thank you. Much love. And if you're on podcast platforms, you can also leave a review if you want. And forgot to mention in the beginning of the episode, if anyone wants to start getting into the conversation more so they can tweet out or post in our Discord in the Splinter Talk Show hashtag. So we'll read your comments live if you want to do that. For now, see you all later and catch you next time.